Welcome to track number one of God's Banquet. Are you ready to discover seven types of people who can serve in the house of God? So when we finish the seminar, you choose which type you are. Then I'm sure Bishonika has four more levels to share with us. Are you in church? Okay. Philippians chapter 2. I, I am trying to. <laughs> Sometimes it's easy to shout, preach. <laughs> when you are not preaching. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2 and verse. Are you joining the church? It's good to laugh. The lion is coming right now. I thought it would be very funny. <laughs> you have to become Usain Bolt. <laughs> okay, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 22. It says that, But you know of his proven worth that he served me, he served with me in the furtherance of the gospel. Like a child serving his father. So the first kind of church worker, church pastor, church minister, church servant that we can have is the one who is like a child. The one who is like a son or a daughter in the house. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to become sons and daughters? How many of you are going to become like a child? You have to be like a child. A child is different from a grown-up. It's different from someone who knows everything, does not need anybody, does not need anything. The child depends on their parents, looks up to their parents, would want their parents to give them instruction. And also, a son or a daughter, the scripture says, they stay in the house forever. They don't, they don't, they don't leave the house. Hallelujah. So when you are becoming a son or a daughter of this ministry, Number one is that you will have a father. You see the father of the ministry as your father. You receive him as a father. You have on mind that he's a father. You will not see him. You will not see him as a bishop. You will not see him as a founder. You will not see him as somebody who shares nice messages. But your relationship with him will be a relationship of a child and a father, a son and a father, and a daughter and a father. I don't know. One day. My daughter said to me that she was leaving the house. She was about seven years old then. Said she was leaving the house. So I said, okay, go. If you are going, go. And she was wearing winter coat, clothes, and everything. And I said, my dear, the things you are wearing, I think I bought it. So if you are leaving, can you leave the things? <laughs> go. And she said, she said, okay. And she took the coat off and threw it at me. And I collected the coat. So I was, I was still looking at her. She was seven years old. She was a child. So as she opened the front door, it was winter. The cold that met her. You see, I was, I was, standing, I was standing on the stairs looking at her. As she, was, as she opened the door and the, she, saw, she saw the beasts and the treacherous weather out there. She turned and she ran. Do you know where she ran to? 
She ran into my bosom. She ran right here and started crying. And I carried her. And I said, a child is in the house forever. No matter what you do, the child comes back to the father. A child does not come. No matter how a child thinks and is tempted and tried, a child, a daughter of a house, will always come back to the father. Will always come back to the, uh, to the parents. A child does not disappear. So if you are here and you say that you will be a child, a son and a daughter of this house, it means you are saying that I am here forever. Tell your neighbor, I'm here forever. Tell your neighbor, I am here forever. No matter what comes my way, no matter what wind blows, I am a son of this house. I may fear, lady, say I'm a daughter, please. To tell them, I am a son or a daughter of this house. Awesome. Are you blessed with that one? Number two. <laughs> Easy to say, you know. I told you already. <laughs> Second type of church worker is somebody who has given his whole life to the ministry. Who have given their whole life to the ministry. That is, everything in the church is their life. Their life is church. They don't know anything else. They don't have anything else but church. They become like, uh, if you like, a property of the church. It's like, I am part of this ministry. I am part of this church. Anything that I have, anything that I own, anything that is for me, is for the church. I'll use it, I'll use it to help the church. My job, my job, whatever job I, I, I met, I met a lady, I mean, when we were checking in, and I was like, she's a member of the church. And it's, I could tell that this person is therefore helping us to even have this place for a camp and to be here. So you see, this someone who has made herself a part of the church. Everything I have, my energy, my might, my, my gift, my office, my job, my profession, everything I'm using it to help the church. To help the church. And once I am in the church, the church will feel my presence. The church will be different because I am in the church. And I am a part of the church. Hallelujah. So we have to feel your presence in the church. If, if, you are, if you are in the church and you are that type of worker, we will know that this person belongs to this church. We will not lack anything that you are capable of solving. Or anything that you, are, you have the answers to. Because of your existence. The church will not lack any good thing. Hallelujah. Number, please say four. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> it's just like you. Number, number what? Number three is the type of worker who is refreshing. Second Timothy chapter one, verse sixteen. It says that the Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me, and was not ashamed of my chain. Hallelujah. So there are people when you see them. You are energized. In fact, there are some members when they are in the congregation, you are preaching. You feel like preaching more. 
just when you see them, you feel you you, you want to preach, you want to preach some more. Just their just their face and their expression and their attitude and their flow. You see, there are some people when you see them, you would want to end immediately. As soon as you stand behind the pulpit, you would want to share the grace. But there are others when you see them, even when you don't feel like preaching, you know you can preach. Just their presence alone, just their smile alone, just their flow alone. Even, even when they don't understand what you are saying, they'll be shouting, preach. They'll be shouting, we are blessed. They'll be shouting, this is a good message. They'll be shouting, what, a, what message? I mean, what, what a message? The message is a good message. So I don't know what type of worker you are tonight, but I don't feel like preaching. But if you are refreshing, I can preach till midnight. I can preach till dawn. If there are refreshing people here, we can preach through the night. Should I preach? Can I hear you say preach? Hey. <laughs> no, but a refreshing member, a refreshing worker, a refreshing a refreshing person in the church would always make the pastor preach. Would always make things in the church easy. Because your, pres- your presence alone, your presence alone solves problems, solves issues, brings, brings hope and encouragement. But what we see is that, like, like Paul said, you are, you, are, you, are, it's like you are the fruit of my labor. You are the fruits. They are the fruits. When we see it, it's as though this person, this person is, is, is a result of his efforts, of the efforts of the pastor. They mean that this person is responding to the teachings of the house, the instructions of the house, the commands of the house, the vision of the house. Hallelujah. I mean, with Bishop Saki, I feel like preaching. <laughs> It's not easy until it becomes easy. Okay. How many do you have? Just three? Why don't you have four? Three already. The next type of workers that we have, and that we can have, and that we must have, and that we should have, are workers who are like servants in the house of God. Servants. 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 Romans chapter 16. Are you Romans chapter 16? <laughs> Romans chapter 16 verse 1, it says that I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant, who is a servant of the church. A servant of the church. That is somebody who serves in the church. Someone who is available to run errands in the church. 
That is the, that's the type of person whose name is being mentioned here. She's called Sister Phoebe. Sister Phoebe. Say, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church, not a servant of the nation, or a servant of the city, or a servant of that company, but a servant of the church. A servant of the church. Many people have heard them, they, they, they discover servants of a nation. Servants of this company, servants, but but you, but there are people, civil servants, but there are people also in the according to the scriptures, they are servants of the church. That means that the church can use them. The church can use them. They can be used like a master uses his servant. That the church can use them, and there is no shame in the church using you or being available to be used by the church. Is it being used by the church means that you are being used by God? You are being used by God. God is using you. God is working through you. God is building his kingdom through you. She says, Sister Phoebe, I commend you, Sister Phoebe. And her credentials is that she is a servant of the church. A servant of the church. Someone that is is there at the beck and call of the church. The church needs this. The church needs I am available. Someone who is flexible, flexible in the church. A servant hasn't got an agenda. A servant can never say to the master that, look, you cannot call me at these hours or at these times. A, a servant is, a, is available all the time. So when you are a servant of the church, you are a blessing to the church. You are a great blessing to the church. If, if a, a, a minister or, or a church can find someone or a group of people who turn out to be servants in the church, they are able to achieve so much, so much. It's different from having chief executives in the church. And managers in the church. There are some members who are like managers. You need, you need appointments with them. And a lot of discussions with them. Before anything can be done that they can do. You, 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 have, you have to be careful before you call them. You have to think. You see, if your pastor has to think. And think. And think before he asks you to do anything for him. Then you are not a servant. Your pastor, it just occurs to your pastor. He might want to dial your number. That, hey, come, let's do this. Sort this thing out for me. That is a, that, that's a Phoebe kind of person in the church. That's a Phoebe in the church. Who is a one with a, a servant of the church. A servant. Of, ask your neighbor, are you a servant of the church? Hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm preaching very well. <laughs> Another kind of worker. Tell them, neighbor, do not become this type. Before you even hear of it, don't become it. It's the type of worker who will forsake you. It's the worker, the servant, who will leave you. Who will abandon ship. They are all in the Bible. Second Timothy chapter four. I am, I am. I'm trying to preach. <laughs> Have patience with me. Are you there? Have you found Second Timothy chapter four, verse ten? Second Timothy chapter four, verse ten. It says that for Demas has forsaken me. 
He's mentioned someone. Say, you see, we, we just read about Phoebe. Say, Phoebe is a servant of the church. Now we have another name called Demas. And say, he is not a servant of the church. He has developed other interests. Other interests. So he has, he has left post. Demas probably is supposed to be head usher, head of follow-up, head of protocol, head of prayer ministry. But he has left. He has left his job. He had a job and he has left his job. He had a place. He had an office. He had a position. He has left it. He, he, has, he has left what he has to do and he's gone. He said, Demas has forsaken me. Demas has, it's like, it's like I have a partner, I have someone that I'm working with, someone that I'm counting on to do certain things for me in an area, in an aspect of the church. And now I go and that thing has not been done. Just as, just as probably there is someone who has arranged this place, got instruments set up, had things running, because someone is counting on you. Without you, we wouldn't have it. Without you, we didn't have because Reverend Obi is not here yet. So we must have someone to occupy certain positions. But by the time he arrives here, then there's confusion. He now has to set up the tent and arrange the chairs and set up the instruments and start and start some prayer and then start some worship before the camp will start. Because everybody has what they do. And Paul is writing and saying that Demas, Demas, Demas had something to do and he has forsaken. He has disappeared. He has left. What he had to do, he has left. He's gone. He, he, wherever he's gone, he's gone. He has left. That's what forsaking me means. That you have something and you've left it. You have left what you had to do. If you were not important, you wouldn't have something to do. If what you are doing was not important enough, it wouldn't have been given to you. So no matter how big or small, you find what has been given to you, it is significant enough. If you leave it, you shall be described as a Demas. You shall be described as somebody who has forsaken what was given to him. So in your eyes and in your heart, you have to know what has been given to you, what has been assigned to you, is significant enough for you to be asked to do such a thing. Hallelujah. So you must not be a type of worker or a type of servant who will forsake his pastor. Hallelujah. So, it, it continues to say that he has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, and Titus to Dalmatia. Hallelujah. So, I pray that you will not abandon you will not abandon your church and your pastor and your position, and your place, and your place. May not be said that your place is empty, that you are not there. We are looking for you, you are not there. Or something has not been done, because we, we expected you to do it, and you didn't do it. I don't know whether you've expected someone to do something that they didn't do before. It's very painful. Bible says that confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. In other words, in summary, it's a very painful experience. It's a, it's a painful to, to trust someone or to expect somebody to do something and the person does not do it. The person has abandoned ship. When you expect that this person will be there, when you get that the person is not there, it's a painful experience. Okay, next one. <laughs> That's number six. Is it number six? Praise the Lord. 
<laughs> I'm taking my time. I'm pacing myself. <laughs> Number six is a hard working servant. Hard working. Hard working. Hard working. Not lazy. Not indifferent. Not laid back. Not having an attitude that you are not fully committed and fully devoted to something. But you are hard working. Hard working. You know that people who are hard working, that is, they work hard. They work hard. They work hard. You see, when you talk about work, one of the best ways to define work is to, is to measure it by time. Measure it by time. If someone is hard working, you see, they, they, they talk about probably a footballer, a golfer, a tennis player, and they say, these people work hard, work hard at their profession or at their game. It means that then they'll tell you that they spend so many amount of hours preparing, training, before, before a game or before a competition, they spend so many amount of hours. So when there's someone who works hard, it means that how much time do you devote to the work? So a hard-working servant in the church means that he's the type of person who gives a lot of time to the church work. A lot of time. Gives a lot of time to the church work. It means that the person is always available. He is not the type that by the time we finish sharing the grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, fellowship, contribution, participation, excitement of the Lord, and enjoyment of the Lord. By the time we say, in Jesus' name, the person has disappeared. No, he's not that, he, he is not that type of person. He's the type of person that after the grace, he's still around. He's still around, hanging around, lingering around. One of my pastors said that he can't linger. He said that after church, after church, what we do when we're around, but they say it's called lingering. So he can't linger around. So we call, we call him, this is, this, he's changed. So we can feel it just as an example. So when we see him around, we say, hey brother, you are lingering. You say, Rev, you are lingering around. So yeah, he's lingering. So he said, some, some years ago, he said, he can't linger. It's called, he said, we, say, we linger around. After church, we are lingering. It's like, it's like we, don't have, we don't have anything doing. <laughs> we don't have hopes. Forces have holes, but we don't have hopes. <laughs> but after church, you must linger. You must hang around. You must get something to do. You must do something. You must not disappear. You must not be the type. The type that disappears after church. You must be around. I mean, the family is so nice that even when we are going home, it's so painful. We don't want to part. We don't want to leave. We want to be around till we, are, till we know that we have to go. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you okay with what I'm saying? Fully okay. Romans chapter 16. And verse 6. May you be a hard-working church member. Are you going to be hard-working? Very, very, very hard-working. How many are going to be hard-working? Those at the back, we can't see your face, so you have to wave your hand well. Yeah. Because you are, you are working hard to hide. <laughs> Romans 16 and verse number 6. It says that greet Mary. Greet Mary. So who is Mary? 
who bestowed is, is Mary is is Mary the mother of six children. Is that the description? Greet Mary who has given birth to six children. Or greet Mary who drives a nice car. Or greet greet Mary greet Mary who has Okay. I just I just met you so I can't say a bit. <laughs> greet Mary Greet Mary who bestowed much labor, much labor on us, much labor, much labor. That is, that is what is used to describe Mary. That is why Mary's name has come up. That this Mary works tirelessly. She's worth mentioning because she's worked tirelessly. Not, be, not because of her appearance, her beauty, or any of, those, any of those trivial things, but because she has bestowed much labor. She's hardworking. A hard-working sister in the church. Hard-working. She's hard-working. Hard-working. She's bestowed much labor. Anything you want, Mary will do it for you. Mary is available. Mary is committed. Mary commits so many working hours to church work and to the things of God and to the work of God. That is, that is, that is Mary. May you become a hard-working servant. And uh, point number seven. Ephesians chapter four. Me too. The last kind of worker is the Ephesians chapter 4 kind of worker. Okay. Are you alright with that? Okay. It says, verse 1, you want to know who the Ephesians chapter 4 type of worker is, isn't it? Okay. It says, therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner Worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Hallelujah. So the Ephesians chapter 4 kind of worker is the worker with the calling. Not only is the worker with the calling, but he's aware of his calling. And he's aware of the specific calling. That he's a helper, he's a pastor, he's a teacher, he's a son. Whatever, whatever grace that God has given to him, he's aware of it. Because this letter is being written to someone or to a group of people, and something in particular is being addressed. That I employ to walk in a manner worthy, worthy of the calling, of the calling with which you have been called. It's, in other words, pay attention to the calling that you have been called. You see, your mother named, named you Josiah. Your father gave you the name John, gave you the name Jude, gave you the name Justice. But God also, when He called you, gave you a name. He gave you a, he gave you a name apart from apart from Josiah. God also called you. He probably probably He called you that serve in this ministry. That's His calling for you. So when God is looking at you, He's not looking He's not looking at Josiah or Justice or John. He's looking at the person that I have I have also. 
give it a calling to. I've given another label, another label. I've put, I've put another label on his life. Even though his mother is standing at home calling John. Heaven is looking at you and probably calling pastor. Calling helper. Calling Asha. Calling prayer. Calling, he has another name for you. Another name. Another name. Today, God is looking at you and saying, God has another name for you. According to the calling that he has called you. That's what, I implore you. I implore you. I implore you. I implore you. It's like besides everything else. Walk in a manner that is worthy. Worthy of the calling with which you have been called. That you have been, you see, you are not here by accident. Nobody in this room is here by accident or by chance or because it's like some, there's some happy four days that have come up. But it is, it is God who has drawn you. Amen. It is God who has pulled you here. It is God who has ordered your steps to be in the church at this time. At this time. And to be part of what God is going to do with us. For the next few days that we're going to be here. It is, it is God's exact intention. There is no mistake about it. There is no question about it. And therefore he said there are several who have a calling. They have been called with a calling. You have been called with a particular calling. You have been called by a particular name. And in a particular way. So he said, pay attention. Now turn your attention and pay attention to that particular thing. As you live and as you continue, you are a teacher, you are an accountant, you are a student, whatever, whatever you are that your parents have also made. It's like John, I've sent John to school. John is becoming an accountant. That is for your parents. But God also, God also, besides all that, besides all that, God also has a calling. A calling for your life. A calling for your life. And he's saying that, I implore you. I implore you. I implore you. I implore you that this life that you are living, this work that you are walking, apart from, apart from working well as a good accountant, as a, as, as a good teacher, as a good, whatever your job is, as a good student, it, I implore you that there's something also that is very important about your life. Very, very, very important in your life. And I'm, I, I'm trying to admonish you to pay attention to that thing. And that is, how does God see you? When God looks at you, what does he think of? Does he think of an accountant? Does he think of a teacher? Does he think of a student? Does he just think of there's somebody? Does he just think of John? This is John. God thinks more than a John. He thinks more than a teacher. He has a calling with which, with which he has called you. With which he has called you. A name he has called you by. Which is different from what your parents called you. Which is different from what your teachers called you. Which is different from what your lecturers called you. He has called you by a name. And he's saying that pay attention to that thing. So we have a servant and a worker. Who is paying attention to how God has called him. He's a different worker. It's a different person. So, we are blessed and God is with us. Amen. So, we have our seven types of workers. Isn't it? God bless you. Put your hands together. And, um, please welcome Bishop Saki for the... Wow, what a word. I, I'm so blessed, I tell you. How many of you are blessed tonight? All right. Bishop, this is 
one of the most important messages anybody can hear. And particularly as you are starting this camp, I believe that it's so real and so powerful. Hallelujah. We really appreciate God for this amazing uh, message. Um, What's the time now? Okay. Well, we're going to end by the, by, at a point. We're going to end at a point. But by, by my time, it's what? Eight o'clock. I come from Ghana. What the time is real? <laughs> we are walking by Ghana time. So uh, everybody should turn their clock three hours back. Then we'll end when it is time to end. But it's a blessing. Hallelujah. Let's quickly run through these seven types of self very quickly and then we'll move on. But I believe that, how many of you are feeling sleepy? Say amen. Are you feeling sleepy? Say amen. <laughs> Forgive. Wow. It's a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. So, the first type is, what the first type? One who is a son or a daughter. Amen. That's a child. And a child abides forever. Hallelujah. Paul could call Timothy his child. He would minister, you send him. He, send, he would ask him to do things. And he knew that Timothy wouldn't, wouldn't be upset. You know, when Paul appointed Timothy a pastor in Ephesus, I said, okay, I'm, I'm bringing somebody to Timothy, and I'll come back to the headquarters. And the headquarters of the church was in prison because that's where Paul was. Paul said, I'm calling you back to come and serve with me here. Somebody come take your place. He wasn't angry when he was transferred because of a child. Do you understand? He moved him from branch to headquarters, which was the prison where Paul was, to come and work with him there. That is a child. A child abides forever. Can I have an amen? You, your mind is that I'm here forever. That must be your mind. We are not here for five years to learn how to do a ministry. Then you go and start your own ministry. We are here forever by the grace of God. I said by the grace of God. If we meet again next year, two years, whatever and so on, may it not be that we can't locate you. We can't find you. So you are not a child after all. You are not a child after all. We thought you were a child. We thought you can be corrected. When you corrected you, you know, you went to town. I mean, he just said, look, I'm going to my uh, Roman. You are not going to any Italy. We are all here by the grace of God. Say amen. You are a child. And we are staying in the house. Bishop is minister, but he is our father. Can I have an amen? See him as a father who is speaking to his children. As he's come to minister to us, let your heart be opened as a child's heart is open to his father. Amen. Let your heart be open to, 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 your, to your father. Let him minister and speak to you. And as he speaks, he's going to be instruction. There's going to be correction. There's going to be rebuke. All of it is coming from the father. And we are children we are willing to receive from the Father. It means a good place to say amen. amen. Hold your neighbor's ear. It's a way to wake you up. Hold it and put the ear and said, Let's say you are the one the man is talking to. Have you heard? Have you heard the point? I mean, pull him until he, he screams. Hallelujah. May you be a child forever. Hallelujah. May we, may, may we find you here in five years. In 10 years, 
if Christ tarries, may we find you here as long as we are around here. Say amen. Because we are a child and you are staying in the house. And if a child has grown up, I don't stay in my mother's house, but my mother's a child all the time. So we, the fact, if we don't see you here, the only reason is that you are passing another branch somewhere. That's the only reason why we won't find you in this branch. The reason why I'm, mother, I'm not in my mother's house is because I'm working somewhere else. But I'm still my mother's child. The fact that I'm grown doesn't mean that I've gone away. And I've gone my own way. A child is always a child. Can I have a loud amen? May you be a child forever. May you abide in the house forever. Hallelujah. That is a beautiful point, isn't it? Paul said, Timothy, much. And you see, every child, you see, we are not, if you like, we are not biological children of the bishop. So you must, he must find it easy to call you a child, depending on how you are. Do you understand? If you see him as a father, he'll be able to relate to you as a child. If you see him as a boss, that's how he relates with you. Amen? So you must see him as your father. And then he'll be able to relate in that way. And the way you receive, you don't receive instruction, you also receive inheritance. A child receives inheritance. May the anointing of the bishop fall on us. Because we are children. Amen. I worked with Bishop's father as a lawyer for some time. And before he passed away, but when he passed away, he didn't give me, even his old car didn't give it to me. Because I was not a child. So my name was not in the will to be given a house or, or, or a car. Bishop was a doctor, I'm a lawyer. But when he died, he gave his car to his, his children who, who are not lawyers. He had given it to me, I thought. But he gave it to his child. Because I was a worker, not a child. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> so if a child receives an inheritance, there's, you see, there's an anointing on him. And that anointing will come on you if you are a child. You receive that anointing. Say amen, somebody. Right, number two. What's the second, second point? He's giving his whole life to the ministry. Amen. And who is the example that we saw there? Phoebe. Is that, no, Phoebe is number four. Someone who has given his whole life to the ministry. Everything is for the ministry. My whole life, what I do, everything belongs to the ministry and I'm working in the ministry. If you want, you know, there are some people, if you look at them, I see they work for time, they're not full-time workers. But they're so available. It's amazing how they do it. Amen. Number three is what? The one who refreshes. The one who refreshes. And who is the name? What is the person there? Anisiphorus. The Bible says that he often refreshed me. Some people drain us. Some people make us babysitters. They make their pastors babysitters. Draining church members. Drain the pastor. When we see you, then we are tied immediately. Are you there with me? Pastors, am I not speaking the truth? When we see you, you we are tired. Because you are draining us. Every time, every time. You are draining. You are draining. Every day there's a quarrel in the church you are involved. Every day somebody has busted, you are involved. Every day somebody has come to fornication, it's you. I mean, when you are taught, when you be exempted from this problem? You are taught. Ah, we tired of behaviors like that. Amen. I said amen. Don't drain us, refresh us. 
We want some people who, when we look at them, we feel excited. Say, this is a good church member. This is a church I really enjoy being around. When you miss church, may we miss you. You see, one day there was, a, there was a, one of our pastors at the Kodesh, one of the senior pastors. He came to my office and was very excited. I mean, jumping and excited. And I said, why? Why is he excited? Because, you see, he was the pastor in charge of the choir. And a lady in the choir had somebody from another church had come to marry the lady. Not a large house church. But somebody has come to marry to and taken her to his church. And he was very happy. I said, oh, why? He said, oh, I'm so happy that she has left. Because she quarreled with everybody in the choir. Every time the pastor is solving problems, every day there's an issue, whether a gossip, quarrel, issue that girl will be involved. And she can also beat people. Do you understand? <laughs> Janet Tazan. I mean, she's very wild. And the pastor was tired of this church member. Not the first time I've seen a church pastor who's excited that somebody's leaving the church. Because we all want the church to grow, isn't it? And I know another church member, this one, she will not leave the church. Oh, but anybody who becomes her friend will leave the church. But she will not leave the church. Bishop, you know that this I'm talking about. She is so some way that if you get close to her, you will leave the church. But she, that she will not leave the church. Forever stable. The, 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 that demon might be driven out of, of her life. Are you there with me? But you know, this person was so excited that the member has, was marrying and going away. In fact, at the wedding, the pastor organized a special present. Send off present and party. Baba, God bless you. Oh, he was so excited. About a year and a half later, he was there when the sister came back. She he said, oh, how's your husband? So the marriage didn't work. I've come back to the church. The pastor said, listen, the pastor said, the marriage will work. What? No, 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 you can't. It will work. He called the husband. Listen, God, God hates divorce. I mean, he quoted all the scripture. The marriage must work. You can't come back like that. Go back and marry. <laughs> ah. Are you with me? I tell you, what do you mean by the, the marriage didn't work? coming back. Go back the marriage. In fact, and when the pastor called, when the pastor called his wife, I'm going to call the, the man, the husband. I said, look, my wife has been beating me. So the way she had behaved in the choir, taking it home. I mean, I haven't seen a person with energy counseling like this. Lord, I pray, let the marriage work. As they go back, may, they, may the marriage work. But unfortunately, she's still around. May you rather be a refreshing church member. A refreshing shepherd. A refreshing choir member. Hallelujah. May we be refreshed when we see you. Amen. Often refreshes me. Hallelujah. We are not just saying that serve us water and orange juice. But let your service be refreshing. Somebody who takes up assignment. Say, look, pastor, don't worry. I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out. And also your face must be refreshing. Some of your face always twisted, twisted, contorted. I mean, we cannot understand you. Are you there? Keep a smile. Do you understand what I'm saying? Bishop, Bishop, I is teaching us, teaching us this very important point that he often refreshes me. 
Every church member must have, every pastor must have a few church members who are particularly located at a place. You know, at the Kodesh, there's one of our pastors very alive. When you're preaching, you're so excited when you see him. Then he got another, a job, I mean, a, a, a work, a job in the church. He was going up there to organize, make sure the recording is done. Bishop had a service one. Another service, second time, first time. He realized that the thing's not going well. Then he asked, where is that brother? So said, let him come back to his chair. And when he came back, the service changed. Do you understand? Because he's drawing the word out of you. Do you understand? I receive it. I take it. Uh-huh. Yes! And you can feel that there's fire. May you be a church member like that. May your pastor miss you when you don't come to church. Hallelujah. Are you, are you listening to this message? Refreshing. 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 Hallelujah. He often refreshes me. He makes me happy. I'm happy to be around him. You know, there are people that Bishop I mean, intentionally travels with. Because people make the atmosphere light. Some also make it heavy. Do you understand? I relate to a lot of people and sometimes you can feel it. Some people are like, you're wasting time. Wasting time. You're wasting time. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up and close. I mean, you have gone over this point over and over again. I mean, sometimes you just want to relax because pastors also want to relax. Do you understand? And you shouldn't feel bad that you're relaxing. We are just chatting. So, oh, I have to go home. This time, if you have finished the service, go home. You're lingering. <laughs> Forgive. Bishop, I thank you for this important message that you shared with us. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Onesiphorus. May there be onesiphorus in our churches. He often, refer, often, 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 often. You know, sometimes when the pastor is even taking offering and nobody is coming, just come to encourage the pastor. Do you understand? Eh? And so, a thousand shillings and nobody is coming. See, when you come, it's encouragement to us. The way you, you see, and sometimes people want somebody to bear the cats. If one person comes, people will follow. Do you understand? So, you see, there's a blessing having people around you like that. Who you are happy to be with. Happy to relax with. Amen. Happy to be yourself. Amen. Tell your neighbor, from today, you'll be a refreshing church member. Your pastor will miss you when you're not around. Hallelujah. What is number four is what? Servants who are like what? Workers who are like servants in the house. That is Phoebe. Isn't it? Phoebe. The scripture is there. 16.1. He's, she's a servant of the church. In other words, she's like the church's property. A servant of the church. A servant of the church. So on his furrows, if you like, was like a servant of the man of God. But there are others also who are always there. They are there all the time. They are serving in the church. They are doing things in the church. Are there people like that? Pastor, there are people like that in your church? Who are servants of the church? Now you see, one, well, let me tell you something. If your pastor always comes to you and asks you to take this job, 
Oh, do this. I want someone to go in. I ring the chairs. Can, can you do it for me? And the following day comes. I want somebody to go in. Fix this. Can you do it for me? He's come to you all the time. The reward for a job well done is another job. Anytime you do a job well, anytime you, the reward you have is not salary. It's another job. So anytime you're getting more jobs, means that the previous one did it well. But when they give you one assignment and they don't call you again. For example, if somebody invites you to go and preach, and the person doesn't invite you again, it means the preaching didn't work. It's a sign that they didn't enjoy the preaching. There's a church in Accra. I don't know why. They invite Bishop Adi all the time. And then the other day they invited me to go and preach. Oh, I preached so well like I, I always do. Are you there? Oh, I preached. Now, after I preached, they didn't invite me for about five years. So I was very depressed. When they called, um, please, uh, we're a little bit sure about this. So he's traveled. I, I would think that they said, will you come and preach? So, okay, we want him to preach. So when he comes, I'll let us know. I said, why? Why? So they invited me after five years to go. I said, this is I'm going to redeem myself. The preacher didn't work at all. <laughs> now, when they invited me, I said, I won't go. Because I haven't finished preaching in the Kodesh. So let me stay there and keep. And when I preach in my church, I enjoy it. There's no place I preach better than the Kodesh. Are you there? But you see, we are talking about somebody who is a servant. Amen. Of the church. Who is there doing things. All weather. He, he fixes, that's why Bible school teach them how to fix instruments, how to fix the organ, how to fix light. You, are, you don't only teach them how to preach, because you must be an all-weather person, an all-purpose person in the church. You can do everything so nobody can bluff. Do you understand? Nobody must be able to bluff any pastor. When it comes to arranging chairs, you must know how to arrange chairs. When it comes to fixing of instruments, you know, some ladies, they think that when you take the microphone, is there, it does just start coming. But there's something they call speakers. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, I know, I, I'm telling you, ladies, some ladies don't know. They, oh, they like the microphone, they're speakers, they might be connected. There's something called amplifier. There's something called mixer. All of it is caught together for the sound to come. So I bought microphone. I'm going to preach it. <laughs> I don't think must go with it. <laughs> Forgive. How many of you are still here tonight? We are blessed by this message. I tell you, maybe a servant of the church. Amen. Then number five is what? Well, who for six? And that is. Brother Demas. Brother Demas. Now, you know why Demas is, I mean, forsook the, jo- the job? Because already, you see, Paul had something to say about a lot of them. But for Demas, there was too much said about him. Isn't it? Colossians chapter 4, I believe. Is it Colossians chapter 4? No, there's a, a verse in Colossians as well. I think. I hope I'm doing the right thing. All right. Colossians chapter 4. I'm, I feel that this camp is the camp that you've been waiting for. Ah, I didn't hear you. Amen. Colossians chapter 4. Verse number okay, 14. But before you get to 14, you see um, Paul speaking. 
if you start from, if you like, all the way from 8, whom I have, okay, let, let's go beyond, um, before 8. Paul is not talking from verse 6. Let your speech always be, be with grace, season with salt. And then verse 7, all my state will Tychicus declare unto you, who is what? A be, who is what? And a faithful minister. And a servant. Verse 8. Whom I have sent you and so on and so forth. Verse 9. With Onesimus. A faithful and beloved brother. Amen. Who is one of you? So we see the first man is a servant and a brother. This one is a faithful brother. And uh, uh, verse 10. Aristarchus. My fellow prisoner. Amen. And Marcus. Sisters and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom received commandment, if he come to receive him. Verse 11. And Jesus, who is called Justice, who are of the circumcision, these only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God. Alright. Verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salutes you, always laboring, working hard. Verse 13. For I bear him record that he has a zeal and all that. And so on. Now verse 14. Look, the beloved physician. And then Demas. Nothing said about him. Demas greets you. Nothing was said about Everything was said about all of them. Apart from Demas. May your pastor be able to say something about you. When your name is mentioned, may they not use your hairstyle to, dis- to describe you. The sister who always does rasta here and pen here. Don't you know her? No. Forgive. May we rather use your work to describe you. Did you hear that? The work you are doing. Oh, don't you know this brother who's, who plays the drums? This brother who is always smiling at the usher. Don't you know the sister who, who I mean, who, who the sister who, who is who, who, uh, always wearing yellow dress? Don't let us use your, your, your dress or your earring to describe you. Let's use your work in the ministry. Paul couldn't say anything about Demas because he had forsaken his place already. No wonder later on Paul wrote and said that Demas has forsaken me, has forsaken me, has forsaken me. He has left when I'm in prison. The guy has left me. He has other agenda. May God have mercy on us. Amen. Right. And what is the next one? A hard working servant. Amen. Don't be the one who is saying that Lincoln and I don't have anything to do. But be around. Romans 16 says, isn't it? Mary, who bestowed much labor, he did so much. He did so much. You know, one of the blessings, like Bishop says, blessing of, of life is remembrance. Paul's letters, you always end with remembering people. This person, this person is Mary, who bestowed much labor. Sometimes you can go to a church and you will not forget some people. I travel often. I go to places and some, there are some people that I can't forget. Because you can see that they are really working hard. They are helping. They are fine doing to make your, your life comfortable. Do you understand? And so he said he bestowed much labor. Paul went to the place and he stayed there for some time. But Mary bestowed much labor. He, she worked very hard to make Paul stay comfortable. To make Paul um, 
I want to go back. Do you understand? You see, I've been to places and I've stayed in many homes. One of the, someone was asking me one day, and not too long ago, that, Pastor, if I'm a travel minister, what are the things that I must look out for when I visit or I go and stay with somebody? Should I tell you my answer? Hello, I see here. Should I tell you the thing I told that brother? I said, one of the first must look out for is when you go to the toilet, see whether it's toilet roll. Okay, let's continue. Have you ever been to the place and then you sat down, you finished, and there's no toilet roll? <laughs> yeah, I, I, he, 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 he did. I was going to talk about some. I said, check. When you go there, check. Because it happened to me twice. <laughs> Do you understand? The person I said, didn't care. There's no toilet roll in the place. I didn't check before I sat down. I won't tell you what happened. <laughs> I became a Muslim that day. Anyway, let's continue by the grace of God. Are you still in the church? <laughs> Mercy. Hello? Are you still, not at the back, are you still here? Are you still here? Are you still here? Bestowed much labor. You know, she sought to wait. She sought to wait. She worked her so that we'll, 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 we'll be happy where we are. Because ministry is not easy. Working for God is not easy. We, you need people who help you to carry the burden. Who make a little, a little easier for you. Do you understand? A little easier for you to, to do what you are doing. You see, there is a duty of you, some of you, to make sure that your pastor comes, stays in the pulpit. He must not come to the pulpit angry. Because as he's coming, he's looking and organizing things. The thing is not working and so on. And when he comes, the microphone is not working and all that and so on. The pastor must not fix instrument before he comes to preach. He shouldn't take the offering himself and then do all these type of things. He must enjoy the ministry. He must walk into the pulpit excited. Ready to deliver. Not that as he's going, he's so upset. He's very upset. He must bestow much labor on the man of God. Work hard so he will enjoy his pulpit ministry. Because somebody is taking care of the thing that is outside. As we are here, you see this lady on the, on the um, camera? Yeah. All of you will be in the video. She will not be in the video. Do you understand? Because you cannot shoot and be in it at the same time. So it's a price to pay. But she's bestowing much labor. If she will think that, hey, but what about, I also want to be inside. She will not do her work. But she must do her work and when later on you watch the camp and you see Bishop preaching and he says, oh, look at him. Look at her. Oh, I saw her there. I saw him at the camp. You will not see her. But somebody showed the video. Nobody will see this one. Nobody will see some of them. Except she's tired and she sits down. But nobody else will see him. Do you understand? But that is her work. Her work is to shoot. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Do you understand? If I'm sure, I'll shoot only the insect up. But she is doing it. Because that's what she does. My work is to preach. Your work is to shoot. Your work is to play the instrument. And my work is to preach. That is our work. So you must be so much, on, much, much labor on us. So we can also minister well. Say amen somebody. And what's the last point? 
What's the last point? Deficient for type of worker. Somebody who has been called. Called by God with a calling. Called by God with a calling. When God sees me, He doesn't see E.A.T. Saki. He sees somebody who has been called to minister. Somebody who has been called to assist Bishop in the vision that God has given him. So my judgment is not going to be that, oh, uh, I'm going to be judged by how I assisted, I stood in my role and sat on my chair well. But the thing is that if you don't sit on your chair well, somebody will come and sit on your chair and sit on it better than you are sitting on. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you do not do your work well, God always has reserved players who will come and do that work and take it up. And perform better than you've ever done. So play your role well. There's a holy calling on your life. God sees the calling. God sees. The, he says, I called you from your mother's womb. That's what Isaiah said in Isaiah 49 that I called, that God called me from my mother's womb. God called Jeremiah said that, go to Jeremiah, I called you when you were clothed of blood. So before you, you're even given the name Richard, or given the name Pascal, or given the name Mildred, God has called you from the mother before they saw whether you are dark, you have big eyes or small eyes. Before they started naming after your grandfather, God has already called you. So God called you before your father called you a name. So do not let your, new, your name that your father called you become more important than the call of God. Say amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You must understand you've been called by God. Never miss this point. Never miss this point. We are going to be judged by God. Do you understand? How we stood in our place and how we fulfilled our calling. I pray for you that you will find your calling and fulfill your calling. I pray that you hear the voice of God and you respond to the call of God. I pray that nobody here will miss out on his calling. Nobody here will die as an identity. But you stand in the place of significance. That God will use you. You will fulfill your calling. At the end of the day, you will be, be able to say, you see, there are two souls in the Bible. One of the old and one of the new. And the soul of the Old Testament, he says something. At the, almost at the end of his life, after he spent fruitless years, many years, pursuing David, wasting the time, and instead of doing the work of the king, he was just chasing after David, sleeping in caves when he had the nice waterbed. He was sleeping in caves because of David. He was sleeping in the wilderness and all these type of things. So many years. Now one day he got up and said, I have been a fool. Just before he went for the final battle and he died. When he pursued David and got up and David said, what have I done? And he said, I have acted foolishly. I have been, that is one of the last things he said before he died. Now the soul of the old Newton who became Paul. He also said at the end of his day, he said, I fought the good fight. I ran, I finished my course. What will you say at the end of the day? Will you say, I've been a fool or I've finished my race? At the assignment I was given, I've done it. Hallelujah. What are you going to say? The call of God on your life. There's a call of God on your life. Do you hear what I say? God has called you. And let's work. To fulfill the call. Say amen. Stand to your feet everybody.
Hallelujah. Lift your two hands up high to the Lord. Karoboshi kibahata. Kindiriboshi baribosa kandariboshi. Kira baba baba andoruboshi. Kilenele bandoruboshi kandari mandari masubahani. Kilendiri moshi bahakantari mosi. Zuvandi andorulomoshi kibahandari masi. Kivendiri mando roboshi kibahata. Oh yes. Oh yes, what type of servant are you? 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 Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. God, help your people. Help us to fulfill our calling. Help us to do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. I said amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah.